0: CNN Radio, I'm Paul Chambers. Wall Street takes a nosedive, and there are a variety of reasons why. CNN's Susan Lasovic reports on the triple-digit hangover after the Fed-fueled party from yesterday.
1: Financials in particular were ugly. Citigroup shares plummeted 7% after a downgrade that said the nation's biggest financial company would have to sell assets or cut its dividend to stave off a $30 billion shortfall. The sell-off's intensity was aided by reports that show consumer spending and manufacturing slowed. There was no attempt to rally, and the market closed near its lows. At the close, the Dow plummeted 362 points. The Nasdaq plunged 64. Susan Lasovich, CNN,
0: New York. New York's attorney general calls it collusion. Andrew Cuomo says a major real estate appraisal company worked with the nation's largest savings and loan companies, to inflate the values of homes nationwide. Cuomo says homeowners depend on the value of the home for financial security. The
2: valuation of that house and whether or not they made a smart and a fair purchase can have a lifetime of positive or negative ramifications. And the appraisal is the linchpin for that. And when that process is tainted, then it has very real human and personal consequences.
0: Cuomo filed a lawsuit against the appraisal firm seeking to stop the overvaluations. He also wants to recover the profits and assess penalties. House Democrats say President Bush is responsible for the slow progress on major bills in Congress. Speaker Nancy Pelosi.
1: I know that Congress has low approval ratings. I don't approve of Congress because we haven't done anything. uh, We haven't been effective in ending the war in Iraq. And if you ask me in a phone call, as ardent a Democrat as I am, I would disapprove of Congress as well.
0: November 7th will mark the one-year anniversary of the 2006 election which put the Democrats in power. The most trusted name in news, this is CNN Radio.
3: Marie is excited to announce a new class lineup for next year. In addition to her weekend Reiki workshop, which she will teach twice next year in the Seattle area, and once in Oregon, she is adding a new workshop entitled, Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life. This workshop will get to the core of an individual's belief system in order to provoke positive, lasting changes in their lives. Marie's one-day workshops will include her annual automatic writing class, backed by popular demand. New to the schedule for next year includes a class that will take an in-depth look to understanding illnesses facing children. As more and more of our children are faced with increasing illnesses and challenges, we as members of their families and society need to gain a better understanding as to what is behind these illnesses from a spiritual and energetic basis. Another exciting new class is entitled The Energy Medicine Experience. Join Marie in learning how to expand on the experience of energy medicine, Marie will also continue her traditional monthly evening classes, covering a host of interesting topics, new and old, as well as expanding her teachings to outside Washington State. Stay tuned for upcoming dates and further details. This is Tom with your Cairo 7 Pinpoint forecast for Thursday. Tonight, partly cloudy skies and then mostly cloudy with some patchy fog after midnight with lows in the 30s
2: for Friday, mostly cloudy with some areas of morning fog and a few afternoon sunbreaks with highs near 50. Views expressed on the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk 1150 AM, KKNW Seattle and KWJZ 98.9 FM, Digital HD3 Seattle.
4: Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. the live version of the Marie Manucheri show. I'm happy to say that we have a wonderful guest tonight. We have Dr. Robin DiPasquale, um, who is the chair of the botanical medicine department at Bastyr and is also a naturopath, practicing naturopath. So hello, Dr. DiPasquale. How are you this evening?
5: Hello, Marie. Thank you for having me here.
4: Yeah, it's a pleasure having you. In fact, you and I just met a few months ago. Um, we were invited to a party when um Uh, Bruce Lipton was here who wrote um, the biology of belief biology of belief and we were happened to be invited to a dinner party that he was attending and we met and when you and I met it was funny our eyes locked we were across um, the big dining room table (laughs) because I think there were probably 25 or so guests at this dinner party and we I think we locked eyes for a really long time which doesn't happen always you know sometimes people can't hold the stare or hold um, the attention of letting someone look deeply into your eyes. But we did just fine. And next thing you know, we <laughs> talked up a storm, and, and we have quickly, um, you know, become friends. And, of course, when I was talking to you in the car, and when I said, God, how long have we known each other? Because that was just a few months ago. And I said, wow, that's not very long. And you said, well, we've probably known each other in many lifetimes before. <laughs> So, um, do you mind letting our listening audience know what made you decide to study naturopathic medicine, and what brought you to, are you a native of Seattle?
5: No, I'm not a native of Seattle. I I was born in Baltimore, Ah. and I try to hide the accent. (laughs) (laughs) And throughout uh, throughout my younger life, I tried to get out of Baltimore. I finally made it when I went to university at Frostburg State College. And when I was 24, I had a daughter, and I began to realize that what there was available for her was not optimal. So I became a herbalist. Wow. I studied homeopathy and became a homeopath. Mm -hmm. I got my license as a massage therapist. Wow. And I saw people working with all of those modalities. And then I had a friend who was in naturopathic school at Bastyr. He died of a brain tumor. And... Circumstantially, I was visiting, going to visit Seattle. He came in my dreams the night before and said, "Okay, girl, that's it. <laughs> Get yourself to Bastier. You're missing your calling. Mm-hmm. You're being called." Mm-hmm. So for me, naturopathic medicine is a calling. Right. I led up to it by studying some of the modalities: homeopathy, botanical medicine, massage right. therapy. I walked into Bastyr University, the admissions office told me I had three years of prerequisites. I went home, I studied for three years, and I came back. And and you know, that's what we were talking about too um, before
4: the show is when you find your destiny or your life path, you're willing to do whatever it takes to establish that part of your life. And you were willing to go back home to Maryland. Is that where you were living at the time? Correct. Yeah. And finish your, your studies and then apply to Best Year, which of course is a, is, it's a medical school. So it, it has complicated admissions and very high standards. And then transplant yourself to Seattle. And so
5: how long have you been in Seattle? So I came here in 1990 to start my training. Wow. And two years into my training, I became an employee of the university running their dispensary. Wow. And... Uh, after I graduated, I became an adjunct faculty in their clinic, supervising wow. students, started teaching in the homeopathy department, in the botanical medicine department, and in 1999 I became the chair.
4: Wow. Wow, that's quite a ride that
5: you've been on. It's been a ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been a big, expansive growth for right. me with a big curve, and wow. it's been a fantastic experience. Well, but, I'm, I'm sure your students love
4: you. You're easy to talk to, and you're great at teaching people, and you love to teach.
5: I love to teach, but I have to give a lot of credit because the plants are really the teachers. They are. And we have a beautiful garden. And so I take people out there or I bring the plants in or we make extracts from the plants. And they are truly the teachers. They have so much to, to heal us with. They have so much to heal the planet with. Mm-hmm. And if we can only pause and listen, those plants tell you what they do. Right. They show you by their shape. They tell you by their taste. They whisper in your ear.
4: Well, I don't think they're whispering to all of us, Robin. <laughs> I think that plants whisper to those people who can hear them. You know, it's just like some people can read certain aspects of energy or energy medicine and maybe not other aspects. And and so I'm sure the plants speak to you because I actually know who planted that
5: garden. And that would be you. <laughs> Is that correct? Well, I wasn't involved initially. Mm. but. My job has been to expand that garden, and it has really expanded extensively. And for me, I help students learn how to listen. Mm -hmm. And so I help them spend time with plants and tune in and begin to listen. And I think everybody can do that, but you have to... Practice. I believe you. I do. I absolutely believe you. So what are, what
4: are the things or some of the things that you think that naturopathic medicine, holistic medicine, how can that really be a premier um, choice for health and healing in the human population?
5: Well, naturopathic medicine is all about wellness and it's about preventing illness and it's about bringing the body back to balance if it gets out of balance with disease process. Disease is nothing more than dis-ease and out of balance. And depending on the extent that we've allowed that to happen, we can bring it back. So for me, naturopathic medicine is about doctor as teacher. I'm a teacher to all of my patients. And it's about helping people find their way back to their balance. We use a lot of modalities. so. We can use drugs if we need to. We have a pharmacopoeia in Washington State. We can use physical manipulation our hands on people. We can use uh, botanical medicine, homeopathy, nutrition. A, and what we eat is a really big part of mm-hmm. our health and wellness. And how we eat is a really big piece. So many times I'll have people realize that you can't digest your food if you're hurrying along in a fight-or-flight mode. You like driving have, in the car on the way to work in the morning? Right. <laughs> trying to step
4: breakfast down. or I remember when I was a nurse in the hospital, I would see so many physicians eating a soup, a bowl of soup, which is it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They've been in the hospital, I'm sure, since 6 a.m. They're finally eating lunch, but they're walking, and they're reading charts. They're not sitting down. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that
5: pause for taking in your food allows your digestive system to slow down enough so that you can absorb it Mm, interesting so many times I'll make the recommendation to people even if you're just having a sandwich or even if you're just having a bowl of soup to set the table and set yourself at the table and take a breath you don't have to pray you can just take a breath pause tell your digestive system food is coming and then eat and then eat your food Mm What what are some of the surprising things that you
4: have found out that have helped people to heal with naturopathic medicine? Do you have any unusual memories of patients who've come to see you and, and, you know, perhaps they healed much faster than you anticipated or healed in a way that maybe even traditional medicine felt wasn't something that was likely to occur with holistic medicine?
5: Well, I'm not always that concerned with how fast people heal uh-huh. because... Natural medicine often takes a bit longer. Drugs act fast. Natural medicine acts deep, mm-hmm. and it acts clear. Right. So I let people know this could take a while. You need to be patient and present. And they're gaining a trust, not just in me, but in the medicine. And then I introduce them to the plants, to the remedies, to the food, to the food ideas, to the lifestyle changes, to exercise, to paying attention to who they are and how they feel, to sleep. And over time, I think that herbal medicine has become one of my strong modalities because I love the plants, but homeopathy has been the deepest modality. And now I've started working more with gemotherapy, which comes from France and Belgium. And for me, the gemotherapy is equated to a plant stem cell therapy. It actually has plant enzymes and RNA from the plant that actually uncouples the body's memory about previous diseases so that you can get your baseline to a more stable place. And so you can uncouple and unhook the disease patterns that you've put in your body over time. So I'm fascinated by this because... I'm fascinated too. I, I think it's incredible. It's a really deep, deep medicine. And it, it combines the principles of homeopathy and herbal medicine in the same mm-hmm. modality. In the same modality. Oh,
4: that's fascinating. And, do you, and I know you are in this wonderful, rightful place that we don't need to hurry and then we can take time. Because a lot of times when people are healing, we know it's not just the physical body they're healing. They're healing their spirit and their emotions. They're healing their mind. You know, and it, and it does take time and to be patient, but and nevertheless, have you been surprised by how mm, deep, instead of quickly, since that's a hard one to gauge, right, per your experiences or the way that you understand how healing works, um, how deep the healing occurs. And also, um, what I've noticed in my own experiences is how it, it helps that person to prevent disease later in their life. You know, it, it feels like they get off the track of, wow, there's another disease two years down the road or five years down the road, that they are now more into a, a detailed preventative phase. They're more alert and aware of their body. Would you agree with that?
5: I would. It's a different patterning that they've come to. So mm-hmm. their awareness puts them in a different pattern in life. Mm-hmm. And for me, what I watch is not only do they change, but the people around them change. Really? It, c- explain that. Well, if one person in a family comes into my office and I work with them and they begin to make effective changes, Mm -hmm. people around them begin to observe that and say, oh, what are you doing? And I'll often get a call when I put somebody on some kind of wellness protocol and they'll say, can my husband do it too? (laughs) (laughs) Can my sister do this too? Because people are watching them to see how this works. Naturopathic medicine is highly accepted in the states that it's licensed in, but it has a long way to grow. And we're in the United States, 50 states. In 1990, when I started school, nine states were licensed. And here we are in 2007, 15 states are licensed. I had no idea that it was only 15 states.
4: I I find that actually shocking and a little bit appalling. And then at the same time, I'm grateful that I live in one of these 15 states, but I'm actually quite shocked. Um, I was raised, you know, seeing herbalists and people of holistic type modalities of healing. So to me, it's just so commonplace that I had absolutely no idea.
5: Well, we're exponentially speeding it up now. Mm-hmm. And I hope to see the licensure's procedure speed up too. But energetically, we're exponentially speeding up our consciousness about right. what is wellness and who are we in relation to wellness. So more people are beginning to be curious. And that's why you see the medical profession beginning to be interested in what we do as naturopathic physicians, herbalists, energy medicine, body, mind, spirit, nutrition. All of these things have to become a part of our paradigm. Otherwise, our our humanity is gonna perish.
4: Yeah, I, I guess I'm not as much of a bottom line thinker regarding that, but I agree, I agree that um, it's all happening naturally because we aren't going to perish, you know, that we are going to survive and we are going to continue to grow and grow consciously, and that's why it is speeding up because we're avoiding, in my mind, certain potential catastrophes because we are becoming more aware and conscious, and of course, our awareness to ourselves is paramount. That's where it begins, and and who are we, and what are we doing here, and what's going to make me happy, and, and how do I feel good?
5: And that's why my biggest job as a naturopathic physician is to help people gain better awareness or more awareness about who they are and where they're going in life and how they can do that in a well way.
4: Oh, wonderful. Well, um, to all of our listening o- audience out there this evening, Dr. Robin Pasquale has agreed to answer questions. So if people want to call in um, Dr. Robin, I'm going to call her Dr. Robin from time to time, um, will agree to um, answer questions and I will too, of course. So maybe, um, Tom, you could hand out the phone number for our our listening audience yeah
3: most certainly if you have a question for marie or her guest today give us a call at one 825 8828 one more time that number is 877-825-8828
4: great and we will be right back
2: 750 KKNW.com.
3: Marie is excited to announce a new class lineup for next year. In addition to her weekend Reiki workshop, which she will teach twice next year in the Seattle area, and once in Oregon, she is adding a new workshop entitled, Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life. This workshop will get to the core of an individual's belief system in order to provoke positive, lasting changes in their lives. Marie's one-day workshops will include her annual automatic writing class, backed by popular demand. New to the schedule for next year includes a class that will take an in-depth look to understanding illnesses facing children. As more and more of our children are faced with increasing illnesses and challenges, we as members of their families and society need to gain a better understanding as to what is behind these illnesses from a spiritual and energetic basis. Another exciting new class is entitled The Energy Medicine Experience. Join Marie in learning how to expand on the experience of energy medicine. Marie will also continue her traditional monthly evening classes covering a host of interesting topics, new and old as well as expanding her teachings to outside Washington State. Stay tuned
2: for upcoming dates and further details. Tell your friends the place to be is Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m.
4: Welcome back to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. And I'm going to say the phone number again. If you have a question for Dr. Di Pasquale or myself, Marie Cherry, we'll be happy to answer your questions regarding health or anything else that happens to come up for you. Because as we all know, that health is not just about the physical body. It's about the spirit, the mind. It's about your emotions, which, in my opinion, is really why people get sick. It's about their emotions. They haven't been able to deal with their emotions, and it creates stagnant energy in their body, which then, unfortunately, somehow gets clogged up in some area of, of their well-being. And because there isn't this free movement of energy, then dis-ease has potential to set in. And that's what I see over and over again in, in my practice in terms of stuck energy. And then as soon as I put my hand on there, I can feel what they're upset about. I can see an issue in their childhood that may be even pertaining to their current life situation, and it always amazes me that when once we start to talk about it or I ask them questions or give them homework assignments or they just voluntarily start to cry on my massage table, that they start to feel better. I find that fascinating. So what has your experience been with combining touch and uh, intuition and, of course, energy medicine with your knowledge and all of that good stuff?
5: Well, I have found that people People coming in, just coming in, makes them feel better. Wow. And because they get to be seen, they actually get to be seen and heard in a way that they don't get that in their daily life, it allows them to feel more who they are. Wow. Then they feel better. Wow. So in my office, I have a massage table, and I think that putting my hands on people is essential. So cranial sacral work, any kind of manipulation, because I can do chiropractic manipulation with people, any kind of energy movement, using the meridians, using polarity therapy, wow. is always going to move people to a new level. And most people want to be touched. They want your hands on them. They want their energy moved. And they feel different when they get up from when they lay down. I completely
4: agree with you. In fact, you know, when I started to do energy medicine or to lay hands on people, I I just knew that that's what they absolutely wanted. And so I keep my hands on them, of course, the entire time they're in my office to some degree. We just don't touch each other enough in that caring intention of loving one another, you know, and just letting someone be wherever they are in whatever stage in their life without an expectation or running to do the next errand. And um, I agree with you completely. That's wonderful.
5: People have a lot to say, too. They want to talk. But if I get them on the table and I have them talk while my hands are working with them, then different things come out than if it was just a dialogue chair to chair.
4: Wow. Oh, I think that's wonderful. So um, I believe we actually have a caller on the line. Is that right, Tom?
3: We do. We have Linda on the line.
4: Great. Hello, Linda.
3: Hello. one second here. Computer issues.
4: (laughs) There we go. There we go. Linda, are you there?
6: I
3: am. I'm here.
1: Can you hear me? I
4: can absolutely hear you. How are you tonight? Oh, super. Wonderful. Thank you for calling in. And how can Dr. DiPasquale or myself help you? Do you have a well, question
1: this yeah, evening? Yeah, well, this is my question. in am wondering um, if there's any special botanical tincture or something that I've... It's been a busy year. I feel overwhelmed. I've gotten behind in things. And so I'm feeling rather anxious to begin, you know, these projects of... Of catching up, and I just didn't know if there was any little, you know, botanical um, recommendation.
5: Hi, Linda. Hi. That's that's a really good question. I think a lot of people are feeling what you're feeling, this hurriedness about life, a lot of things to do. And the anxiousness that comes up is coming from an overload on your nervous system. Oh. And when too many things are happening and you're trying to fit them in and you can't rest adequately, you can't slow yourself down, you can't take deep breaths and take some time to be quiet, Uh your nervous system gets put into an overloaded place. Okay. So two ways to approach it. One is through the flower essences. Uh And a lot of people overlook these Bach flower essences, the California FES essences. And there's about 10 other companies that have flower essences on the market. And... uh, I mostly work with the Bach and the FES, so I can tell you that the rescue remedy is certainly a place that that you can start. It's a five-flower essence, okay? and you can take it a few drops right under the tongue. Uh You can buy it in the health food store, Whole Foods, PCC, any of these shops that sell essences, and a few drops under the tongue can quiet down that anxiousness and allow you to pause enough now you have to do the other piece of the work, which is to slow things down enough so that you're pausing, taking a break, and letting the nervous system get more relaxed. Uh-huh. So that's one place to take it. I think baths are the other way to slow yourself down. Fine, that sounds good. <laughs> yes, yes. And my favorite baths to tell people is oatmeal baths. Ah! Because the oats have an incredible soothing effect on the nervous system. So you put oatmeal in a sock and you run the water through the sock by hooking it onto your spigot okay and then you hop in the tub and sink in and then you keep squeezing that sock you you tie a knot on the end and you keep squeezing it and this white milky fluid comes out okay and you just bathe yourself in this white milky fluid and your whole nervous system gets fed through that
1: oh you know that sounds familiar i think when my daughter had chicken pox we did that in the bathtub because
5: it's also good for itch
1: (laughs) okay well that
5: that's really good tips. thank you so
1: much
4: Thank you so much, and you know, Doctor De Pasquale. What I find find interesting too is, so I don't have to go to a spa and buy like a big jar of forty dollar oatmeal <laughs> stuff that I'm going to throw into my bathtub. You just gave me a home remedy. You know, I can use some organic oats and and use my bath water and and get maybe a maybe even more of a pure aspect immediately into my bathtub.
5: Right. And the other thing that's very easy to add into that same bath is lavender essential oil. I love lavender. Ah. Mm -hmm. Because lavender is so soothing to the nervous system and you need to get essential oil, not the perfumed oil, but the natural essential oil. Okay. And just three drops in a whole bath will quiet the nervous system down, make you more restful. And if you do it at night before you lay in bed, it will help you fall asleep more easily. Wonderful. Oh, well thank you so much. You're welcome.
4: And Linda, as I was reading your energy, I was noticing that I think what would be fun for you to do is kind of roll a, a little word in, or a phrase, the mantra in your mind from okay. time to time. And that phrase is I'm enough. Yeah, I'm enough. Because when I look at you I just see that you strive so hard to do really well in your life and to take care of a lot of people. And, and uh, sometimes when we do that, we're doing it because we feel there's a void inside of ourselves. We mm. don't recognize that we are enough just while we're sitting on the couch or sitting out in the sun and petting a cat or looking at a bush. Oh, And wonderful. that we don't have to be super busy or super engrossed in how much we're accomplishing.
1: Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Much. Thank, thank you so you. much for
4: calling in.
1: Okay. Thank you, ladies.
6: Okay. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.
4: So wh- what is your take of the new phrase energy medicine? Wh- what does that mean to you? Dr. De Pasquale. Well,
5: we all run energy, mm-hmm. and the, our energy is influenced by the planet, which to me is the magnetic energetic field that grounds us. And then there's the electrical magnetic, electrical field that comes from the heavens, and the electrical field and the magnetic field meet in our heart. Ah, oh, beautiful. And so, tuning into the heart is a really fantastic way to balance the electrical and the magnetic field. And I'm all about heart remedies. (laughs) (laughs) And my favorite one is hawthorn. Wow. And I also love roses. So rose petals, roses blooming around you, rose tea, and rose hips. Well, you know, I didn't know that you you really loved roses, and when you came to
4: my house, I pointed out to you, and my my Ragosa roses aren't in bloom, right? They're going to sleep right now. They're going to hibernation, but I I looked at myself. I said, why am I telling Robin about the roses? And I said, oh, and I have great rose hips, and I'm sure they're not certified organic, but I don't use any um, pesticides on any of my lawn or whatnot. And I've often thought, why did I
5: tell her that? And now I
4: know why. Because you love them so much. Because they're
5: all about the heart. Right. And so so rose hips are really nice to pick if mm-hmm. they're in a place that's not sprayed with anything. But after the first frost, mm-hmm. and then you scrape out the seeds in the middle and use the shell. When And you can make them into tea. You can make them into a
4: syrup. There's okay, just- well, I'm going to be hanging in my driveway and, and plucking all those beautiful rose hips that are now right now in bloom and red, wonderful um, colors right now. And I think we have another color. Is that true, Tom?
3: We do. We have Kate on the line.
4: Great. Hello, Kay. Hi. Hi, how are you this evening? I'm good. Great. What can we do for
6: you? Um. Well, I was just um, wondering, I'm taking uh, lots of different supplements to uh, um, heal my depression, and I'm doing it rather successfully, I, I think. I've changed my lifestyle, but I definitely feel a change in my mood, you know, during the the change in the weather and the light and dark, and I was wondering if there's a recommendation for herbal supplements or plants that could really help, I, besides St. John's wort, niacinamide, if there's something I don't know about that um, might be helpful.
5: Hi, Kay. Yeah. Uh, one of the first things that I recommend for people who deal with seasonal affective disorder, which it sounds like when the light changes, you're mood changes right is to go to your physician naturopathic or elsewise and get your vitamin D levels checked because uh-huh. vitamin D is integral for emotional stability okay. and we live in the northwest where we don't have very much sun mm-hmm. and most people that i test in my office are deficient in vitamin D ah
6: okay so
5: that's one piece that's the nutritional side of it uhhuh and then uh Plant-wise, I think it's really nice to think about lemon balm. Okay. And lemon balm is actually called the plant of joy because it actually brings joy to your heart, brings joy to your being. Mm -hmm. It's also a nervous system plant that upregulates your nervous system to both relax while feeling joyful. Wonderful. And lemon balm can be taken in a tea, Mm -hmm. it can be taken in a tincture, it be, can be taken in a capsule. And it's a very um, supportive herb. The one place that I would not recommend lemon balm be used is anybody who has hypothyroidism. Okay. So you have to make sure you're getting checked through your doctor around your thyroid being under functioning because okay. lemon balm can actually drop that down a bit.
4: Okay. I find that amazing how plants, I mean, work so intensely. And of course, our whole traditional medical system, all of pharmacy is based on plants anyway, just more in a synthetic production rather than the natural form that naturopathic medicine physicians use.
5: Well, the U.S. pharmacopoeia used to be
4: completely plant-based. Wow, that's amazing. Now, the vitamin D, because you and I were talking about this before we went on the air, you said there are specific types of vitamin D to use. And so what would you recommend for Kay, in terms of what type of vitamin D? Oh, is that a tough question?
5: (laughs) No, there's a lot of vitamin D supplements out there. Mm -hmm. The one thing you want to make sure you're working with is the D3, the active form of vitamin D. D3, okay. Great, thank
4: you. And Kay, um, this is Marie, and I I think you are, I totally got when you were calling on the phone and you were talking about your depressive um, episodes that you have really done an excellent job, like 75% change of... I'm so proud of you because I, I know how hard that can be. And I know it's something that you've you struggled with off and on in your life from what I can see. And I know some time periods were definitely more intense than others. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. And, you know, when we when Robert, Robin and I were talking earlier, we were saying that when you do some inner work and you start to heal your body, part of it is healing your mind and your spirit. And, mm-hmm. and once you get to a certain point, point of that healing, there's just more movement forward. There isn't this regression. You know, mm-hmm. there's just more movement forward and more wholeness, and you are definitely at that place, and I'm so proud of you. Congratulations.
6: Oh, thank you so much. It yeah. has definitely gotten to the place where it's all in my mind. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and and all beautifully in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, your mind is beautiful. Mm. So thank you so much for calling in, and, um, of course, we wish you the best.
6: Thank you, Marie. Thank You're you, welcome. Dr. Deepakali. You're
4: welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And it looks like we have a few more callers, so why don't we continue going to the phone lines, Tom?
3: We do. We have uh, Linda on the line. Linda.
6: Yes. Hello. Hi, Linda. Um, hi. Um, it's lovely to to listen to you because um, I'm kind of a almost a sister school. Last uh, year, I went to Brennakee.
5: Oh right. School of
6: massage. Yeah. We
5: have the massage orient. Uh, we have that massage relationship, right?
6: Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm calling about hypothyroidism, adrenals, um, stress, um, probably, uh, of course, the uh, overwork a little bit. Um, but uh, if my my thyroid is the hypothyroid. thyroid, uh, I don't have a lot of metabolism going on here. So I was wondering if you have any recommendations for me.
5: Well, I have a teacher that I work with who likes to say that the thyroid is actually a busybody ant who thinks that she has to take responsibility for every other organ when it's really the other organs that aren't working. Ah. And if there's a lot of stress in your life, it's probably Mm -hmm. more manifested through the adrenal glands and that the adrenal glands, as they get more and more tired of you working them too hard, Mm -hmm. would then click that over to get the thyroid involved. So because I am not your physician and I haven't seen your blood work and I haven't assessed you completely, I would say that, uh, first of all, you have to decide if you're clinically hypothyroid through blood work. If that's the case, then there is support botanically but it's a little bit beyond me giving you that over the radio. I see. Um, I understand. Mm -hmm. It's important to back up, though, and make sure that if you are working with stress, that Mm -hmm. you're working with the adrenal glands, no matter what's happening with the thyroid, because the adrenal glands will give you that foundation that you need to support the whole glandular system. Mm -hmm. And in the adrenal world, the adaptogen herbs are the ones that support the adrenal function the most. And the adaptogen herbs are herbs like American ginseng. You can use Korean ginseng or Siberian ginseng. It's very heating and stimulating, so that's not for everybody. Siberian ginseng, which is called a lithrococcus. There's rhodiola and holy basil, which is my newest wow. favorite I love adaptogen. The name.
6: Beautiful. Ah, for the adrenals. I have a jar of that in my, in my kitchen.
5: Yep, and so <laughs> oh this nice. is holy basil, not just basil. Yes. Right, yes, and basil. so mm-hmm. this is Asimum Sanctum, which is a herb that comes from India. The Hindi families reverence this plant and actually make offerings to it in their cultural tradition. Every family has one, and the matriarch of the family wow. takes care to honor it on a daily basis. love the history. It's amazing. Wow. Right. So this plant Very is now great. being shown to act as an adaptogen to support oh. the adrenal function, and it is available. There's a company that uh, I've worked with to, in the health food store realm called Ohm Organics, that sells a really nice Tulsi tea, which is the holy basil, Tulsi. Mm. And you can start off with tea bags and make yourself a nice cup of tea every day. And if you uh, need more support, tea. you can go up to using it in a tincture form or a capsule form. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, and so, wow. so, Linda, when I'm looking at your energy, I am actually in,
4: in the second chakra in the lower pelvic cavity, which is where your adrenals are. And when, yeah. I, when I look at your second chakra, the energy is kind of diffused. and in, in other words, it's not staying inside the second chakra in the front or the back portion. It's just kind of leaking throughout the pelvic cavity. And, mm-hmm. and when that's happening, sometimes um, the person, what it means to me or it translates to me is that the person isn't able to say no enough, that they're ah. doing too much for other people. And, of course, that can be hard in the adrenal glands because that means the energy isn't strong enough to be stored in that part of the body. It's kind of leaking away, if you will, or fading. When Uh I look at the throat chakra, I see it as the highest personal power vortex in the physical body. So when you're able to say no, like, no, I don't want to do that, or that's too much for me, or that's not going to make me happy, then, of course... Um, that empowers yourself, empowers your thyroid gland, empowers your adrenal glands. And so I would definitely look at, in terms of are you doing too much, are you really thinking about what you feel, what's going to make you happy, and are you responding from that place? And and so in my mind, that means getting out of your head perhaps a little, and spending mm-hmm. a little bit more time in the lower half of your body, and asking yourself, when, you're, when you feel obligated to do things for other people, um, is it something that you truly want to do? And if it is, Great. And if it isn't,
6: great. Uh-huh.
4: Okay. <laughs> I agree
6: with that totally.
5: <laughs> okay. And belly dancing well, can really get you down there to that lower oh, really? half of the body. Yeah. Even alone in your own house in front of your mirror, turn your music on and just move your hips and move your belly and get going. Excellent right. suggestion. Well, thank you. Thank- it is an
6: excellent suggestion. Excellent.
5: Thank you, Linda, so much for calling in.
6: You. Okay. Bye bye.
4: Uh, Yes, goodbye. Thank you so much for calling in. And we're going to head off for another break. And so if you're interested in calling and talking to Robin DiPasquelli or myself, Marie Menucherry, this evening, you can reach us at what's the number, Tom? 877
3: 825 8828. One more time, that toll free number, 1 877 825 8828. Give us a
4: call. We'll be right back.
2: You probably know Alternative Talk 1150 AM is the home of great shows like Conscious Talk, The Scandinavian Hour, and The Truth About Nutrition. But did you know it could also be the home of your own radio program? If you have an idea for a radio program to promote your business or address the topics you want to talk about, call Eric Crema at 425-653-1150 and find out how you could join the Alternative Talk 1150 AM family, 425-653-1150, or visit our website at 1150kknw.com and click on Contact Us. Let your voice be heard on Alternative Talk 11. 1150- 50 a.m. Marie is excited to announce a new
3: class lineup for next year. In addition to her weekend Reiki workshop, which she will teach twice next year in the Seattle area and once in Oregon, she is adding a new workshop entitled Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life. This workshop will get to the core of an individual's belief system in order to provoke positive, lasting changes in their lives. Marie's one-day workshops will include her annual automatic writing class, backed by popular demand. New to the schedule for next year includes a class that will take an in-depth look to understanding illnesses facing children. As more and more of our children are faced with increasing illnesses and challenges, we as members of their families and society need to gain a better understanding as to what is behind these illnesses from a spiritual and energetic basis. Another exciting new class is entitled The Energy Medicine Experience. Join Marie in learning how to expand on the experience of energy medicine. Marie will also continue her traditional monthly evening classes, covering a host of interesting topics, new and old, as well as expanding her teachings to outside Washington State.
2: Stay tuned for upcoming dates and further details. Spread the word. You don't have to settle for the usual talk radio. Now there's Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m.
4: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Marie Manu-Cherry Show. I'm happy to say that I have Dr. Robin Pasquale, who is the chairperson for the Botanical Medicine Program at Bastyr University and a private practicing naturopath here in Seattle. And thank you so much for coming in tonight. It's just been a pleasure to hear about the remedies and the history of herbs and plants and to see your enthusiasm. I know our callers, they can hear your voice. They can't see what I'm seeing when I'm sitting next to you and how much you love what you do and what a blessing it is to do what you love. Isn't it's that true? It's such a
5: blessing. Yeah. And to have a call in life that every day makes waking up exciting. It's Ah, fantastic. It's wonderful.
4: I agree. And we're going to go straight back to our phones because we have several people on the line. So who's our next caller, Tom?
3: Uh, We've got Nancy on the line from Woodenville.
4: Hello,
6: Nancy. Hi, Robin. Hi, Nancy. Uh, Hi. Um, I'm hoping you can help me with any insight you can give me. Uh, I've been going to doctors for many years and I've tried the whole traditional route, and I've done a lot of acupuncture and herbs, um, just a lot of different things. And I still constantly struggle with nausea and abdominal pain. Um, But in particular, the last couple weeks, the nausea has been horrendous again. Um, And I really can't figure out what I can do or where I can turn to find some relief. Do you have any suggestions for me?
4: Hi. Um, hi, Nancy. This is Marie Menutarian. Oh,
6: yeah. And
4: so I, I guess I'm going to speak first, and then Robin's going to come up with her great insights and, okay. and herbs that are available. I'm actually in your solar plexus, which is the third chakra in your in your physical body. Uh-huh. And the third chakra does govern the stomach, the small intestinal tract, the liver, pancreas, gallbladder, spleen, and has a secondary responsibility to your entire endocrine system. So some of the things we've talked about already, the endocrine and the thyroid gland, not to mention the hypothalamus, pituitary. And um, when I'm in your solar plexus and... And I apologize if I say anything that um, doesn't sound too friendly about your family. But what I'm in is, is some family manipulation. So I'm thinking about your first family. So like parents, grandparents, siblings. And what's happening is you've been doing inner work. And when you get to a certain point of inner work of letting go of this kind of what I am translating as some sort of this manipulative type of energy, just as you're about to break through it, it creates this nausea for you, in my opinion. Okay. And so what's happened is there's a, a, a family pattern and you want to be different than some of the ways or the, some of the teachings that were in your own family, as most of us do. Most of us, you know, I even look at my own children and I'm like, oh, wow, I hope that they can, you know, get past whatever blockages I had in my life on particular particular subjects. And so that's what you're actually working on. And whenever the you're about to break the pattern or come close to it in my opinion, I think that's when the heaviness of the nausea sets in like you maybe you become frightened or it scares you and and then you settle back in into well, everything can probably be all right. Do you see what I'm talking about? Uh huh. I do. And so I would just recommend, you know, giving yourself the, the patience that you can go ahead and break this pattern, you know, learn to um, believe in yourself a little bit more. The, the solar plexus is all about self-love. So the more we love ourselves, the stronger our immune system is. And so I'm hoping, of course, that will help with your nausea. And I think Robin has um, some things to say as well. Okay. Great. Thank you. You're welcome.
5: Hi. Hi. Um, Nancy, I think that um, what Marie is saying is really right on. And if there is some emotional issues that are going on for you, this is a great example of emotional manifesting on the physical. So you physically feel nauseous about what's going on on the emotional level. And you can treat that from the physical level for the nausea, but it's not necessarily always going to be successful. So you said, I've seen a lot of doctors, acupuncturists, it's not helping me. And it might not be that you're being treated or that you're treating yourself at the level where your dis-ease is happening, which is the emotional level. So I'm actually going to recommend that you consider the flower essences. Okay. And I don't know if you've done them before, but it's a little hard for me in in a two-minute slot to say which one. So I'm going to recommend that you go into a shop that sells the flower essences They usually have a repertory there that's listed out by symptom. You can look up nausea, you can read a differentiation of all the remedies that are used for nausea, and the one that's gonna work for you, you're gonna say, aha, that's the one I need. Okay. And then the other piece I would say is, uh, there's something called a spirit. And it's interesting that it's called a spirit because it's a herbal preparation, but it's called a spirit. And so peppermint spirit is probably going to be useful for you in the nausea state. And because it's a spirit, it's very volatile, and it's working at another level besides the physical. Okay. And the way you make it is that you take Everclear, which is 95% alcohol, alcohol wow, and you put it in a one-ounce bottle, and you add five drops of peppermint essential oil. Okay. Then you shake it and you take one drop on okay. your tongue. Okay. So very small amounts. Very small amounts. But it's working at this very spirit level. Wow. That's why we call it a spirit. And I think that the peppermint is often used for nausea, but you don't need it in a tea form or a tincture form. You need it in the spirit form.
4: Okay. Wow. So do you think that this spirit will, this spirit remedy will help her be able to have the strength? to work through the emotional issue, which then again will resolve the nausea. Is that what you're thinking? Yes, okay. I do. Wow, that's fascinating. That's wonderful, Nancy. I, Great. Please keep us posted let us know. And if you need to hear this again, this show will air next Thursday at noon if you want to listen in again to write down um, what Robin Pasquale recommended for you.
6: Great. Okay. Thank you very Thank much. You best
4: of luck to you. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Bye, Mom. Nancy. Bye. And so, Tom, we have another caller on the, on the
3: line. We do. We've got Debbie on the line.
4: Great. Hello, Debbie? Yes, hello. Hi. What can we do for you? I wonder if there
1: is some herbal remedy or flower essence that I could take during this time. It's a very stressful time for me, and I've been feeling physically exhausted, and yet I'm not sleeping well at night, and um, it just seems to be a vicious cycle. My... I'm trying to take good care of myself so that I can take care of my husband who has some major health issues going on right now, and uh, I'm just tired. That's my best thing. I'm just really tired. I'm taking uh, liquid vitamins, but certainly there should be some other things that I can do to to give myself some more energy.
5: Okay. Hi, Debbie. This is Robin. Hi. Hi. Um, What you're describing, it sounds like, is that, circle that we get into of stress that keeps you from sleeping, that makes you tired, that keeps you from sleeping, that makes you more tired? Yes. (laughs) Right. So the herb that I think of the most when I hear your story is the linden flower. This is called tilia. That's the Latin name. The linden flower. And you can have it in a tea, or you can have it in a tincture, or you can have it in a gemmo. And The linden is going to be like a pillow. So it's going to offer you this soft pillow to lay your head on when you try to go to sleep. And you can take it in the daytime. It's not a sedative. It's not a hypnotic. It's Uh going to support the nervous system, but it's also going to allow you to sleep. And then if you go back to one of the previous callers where I talked about the oat, meal bath with the lavender. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I can't wait to do that one. (laughs) That's also going to be really useful for you. Oh, good. But a cup of Tilia tea, a cup of Linden flower tea, about an hour before you go to sleep, plus the bath. And don't make the bath too hot, because hot baths are stimulating, and warm baths are relaxing.
1: All right. I, I took a prescription medicine last night. That's what I resorted to. And I woke up and I was in such a fog and it took me hours before I could function. And so I don't want to go that route again. So, yeah, this sounds like something good to give a try.
5: Yeah, so good luck. You can find the Tilia Tea in any herb shop.
1: That sounds wonderful. Thank you. know, Thank I,
5: you. I've written this
4: down because I'm going to have some of that tea. I'm doing the oatmeal <laughs> bath. You know, I'm definitely going to be doing all of that. Just to help me set. I've already taken my TV out of my bedroom because I've been having a little bit of hard time staying asleep and, and getting um, recuperative sleep lately. So uh-huh. that's great advice. And, you know, Debbie, when I'm looking at you're doing such a great job. I mean, really, um, I don't know if you know this, but did you know that you're intuitive? Yes, Yeah, you are so intuitive. And so what I see happening in your life, and and I actually love a big portion of it is that people come to you for advice and information because they naturally know it's like on a subconscious level. Oh, I'm going to go to Debbie. It's like they can see your third eye, even though they may not be able to see energy. Um, as of yet, because I think the whole human race is evolving, they know that you are the person, the go-to person, who can answer their questions intuitively. And as an intuitive myself, it's important that the intuitive get sleep and not worry about everybody and, and yeah. recognize that everyone has their own <laughs> things to experience in life, even if they may not see, seem productive or happy or and, you know, what we would wish for other people. But yeah. intuitives need their rest, and they also need to not worry about everybody.
1: It's a good reminder.
4: I, I have heard that before. <laughs> I, I can only imagine that you have. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And as an intuitive who sometimes needs to hear things more than once herself, um, I think that once you hear something twice, that it's t- it's time to heed notice. And then of course, if you're up yes. to eight times, then you now know that maybe having a beautiful ritual every day for you where you um, maybe sit down with a beautiful candle or a favorite prayer that you have and, and then uh, you're able to give thanks for your ability to assist those in their life and, and also be able to detach yourself and move into neutrality, become neutral. Uh, uh, while that's you have a great this reminder.
5: lovely existence here on Earth, right? And one other thing is when you take the bath, it's a time when you can let everything else just wash off of you so that you're just tending to yourself and your sleep. Ah,
1: Oh, oh I'm seeing all of that go down the drain. That would be even better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right.
4: That's right. Wonderful. Thank oh, you thank so you. much. Thank, thank you very going. much. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So um, obviously there's, you know, th- there's this wonderful aspect of intuition. I can hear it in your voice, Robin, as you're talking to people. And of course, your compassionate spirit comes across the airways, and not just in this room while I'm sitting beside you. And so when do you think that, intuition came to you? Do, do you remember it as a child? Or do you feel that it was through the plants that you um, became friends with? Or, you know, what, what brought you to this intuitive place in your life about human nature and and suffering and healing?
5: Well, I think my daughter was really the first catalyst to get me to think about things differently and about healing in a different way. Before that, I was a young invincible whatever college student and a teenager and it didn't matter but my daughter started me thinking about it and the mothering that I did began the intuitive process for me and over time the plants have actually demanded that I be more quiet inside so that I can hear what they have to say. Wow it's so beautiful
4: so what advice do you have for people out in the world to begin to listen to their own inner voice So that when they walk into a shop, as you so eloquently um, are referring to, a health food store, um, a place where we can get natural remedies, so that they can listen to their inner wisdom about what would be good for them or what's the next best step to help them rest or to, to be more energized?
5: Well, I think the first thing is for people to recognize that every single person is equipped with multiple teachers and guides that are not really on the planet right now in the physical body. And we don't pause enough to ask for their help. And we don't be quiet enough to listen to what they're telling us. And so in any situation, and I actually tell all the students that I work with in clinic, if you're sitting there with a patient, and they say something, and you don't really know what to do, you can say, excuse me, I have to consult with my supervisor. (laughs) Step out of the room. And it doesn't matter if you're consulting with me or your supervisor from you know, the heavens. The <laughs> heavens. You have to consult with your supervisors in life. absolutely. <laughs> and you have to ask them, what are you trying to tell me? What is this situation trying to tell me? And how can I move through this situation with a lot more in And so getting in tune with recognizing first that you have these teachers and then asking them for help and then, pausing, 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 Mm -hmm. Pausing so that you can gain the
4: information and then make a next step or move forward in a different direction. Exactly. Right. I would say that For my personal self, learning how to do that changed my entire life. I was going in one particular direction, thinking that I was completely at ease and at peace and that my life was great. And then when I began to listen to these voices, I heard a totally different story that actually completely surprised me. But um, now I believe I can say that I feel more at peace than I ever have in my life. And the more you listen, the more you hear it. Absolutely. It's like a muscle. It just gets stronger over time. It absolutely, get stronger it over time. Uh, well, I certainly have absolutely enjoyed our time that we're spending together, and um, I'm just going to give a few updates. Next week, we're having Donna Kay and Mary Beth Stevens um, in the studio live. They are the authors of The Complete Diabetes Lifestyle, and um, Donna Kay is a stage two diabetic who. Um, has written this book with Mary Beth Stevens about how to learn how to manage your diabetes in many ways, including the mind, spirit, and, of course, the body. And so they'll be here in the studio live, and you'll be able to call in, and they'll answer questions for you as well. So we're looking forward for them coming to the show next week. And thank you so much, um, Robin, for being in the studio um, this evening.
5: I hope that you will be willing to come back in the future. Thank you so much, Marie. I'll come back anytime. It's lovely to sit here with you and talk about this.
4: Wonderful. So everyone out there who's been listening to us on the airwaves, I wish you, both of us, all of us in the studio, Tom and Mary Lee, who's been answering the phone, and Robin and myself, we wish you a wonderful evening. We wish you peace and health and joy in your life now and for always. And plants. And plants. We wish that for the plants, too. (laughs) Of course we do. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. Bye-bye.
2: guests and callers and are not necessarily those of this station its management or other advertisers this is alternative talk 11:50 a.m kknw seattle and